Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Store Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Koval. We are at WGN Radio, recording live in the spaceship. We have a good crew in the building tonight. Mercedes Zapata is on the mic. Hello, hello. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. For, <laughs> for sassy comments. For sassy comments. <laughs> That's only. only. Okay. <laughs> Um, and a good friend of the program, uh, one of the original corner store connoisseurs, Carla, is, is in the building. Not on the mic, although, whatever you want to hop on, Carla. You know, it's good to see her as always. Uh, and and we have as as our guest, hey, uh, the the one and only the man who is responsible for really kind of making sure this spaceship runs smoothly, both because uh, he. He books our guests and makes sure that they know what day they're going on and what time and where they're going and and does uh, a lot of the coordination of my own life. But also, most importantly, is the snack door in the corner store. Max is finally in front of the mic. Max, welcome to a place you've uh, built. Thank you for having me. Let me say, most importantly, the snack tour. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, that's that's pretty. I big. take pride in that role. I know. I take you, pride in that role. For do, sure. do you you uh, have have laced yourself this? We I I guess we should have maybe gotten you snacks, but you <laughs> no, got you got your own snacks. Like. Um, so you know, in 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 the tradition, uh, you've secured for yourself some Cheetos puffs uh, made with real cheese, by the way. Thanks, um, although it says cheese flavored snacks, yeah, uh, you also got yourself a a, a fancy Yakhok organic yerba mate, energized from organic yerba mate, which makes sense. I don't know what flavor that is, but uh, you'll figure it out. It's the the berry, okay, berry red on the top. Good, and uh, you also procured your own other beverages. Yes, 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 I did. Good. Are you playing a drinking game with the audience as we get into your interview, or? Uh, Every time that either Kevin or I mentions anything about being Jewish, you take a shot. This is dangerous. Wow. <laughs> hey. I like that there's levels. Of I am. <laughs> there's levels to Max's snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you do take the, I mean, you, you take all of this very seriously, man. I mean, you, 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 you really are like, I mean, you know, jokes aside, you, you have uh, made, you know, he, you know, helped to make this show what it is, uh, both in terms of. You know, being a producer and, and booker, but also uh, the snack game is is not a game to you. You you do take it seriously. How do you, you how do you channel people's uh, innermost uh, desire? Honestly, that you one of my favorite jokes you make about me on the show is that I'm going through people's trash, and that's why I know <laughs> what they're what they're fucking with. And it's not a joke. I, I don't want to. I don't want to like give people any other ideas. I think we just run with we just run with that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's creepy. Facts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just if you see Max lurking in the alley, don't ask questions. You, you might be a guest in the future. That's, it's just that's the clue. That's yeah, right. It just that's means right. like check your inbox. <laughs> <laughs> come, on, come on the show. <laughs> uh, yo, well, Max, look before we we get into it. Part of the reason why we're doing this interview now is because uh, I, I mean it's it's bittersweet. Like you are leaving the city of Chicago. Um, yeah which is is uh, it's sad i don't want to not yeah. be sad yeah. but it's, i'm also very excited for you because in part you're returning home mm-hmm. to los angeles california correct uh and and going to do work with the homies uh so i mean this is not this is not the last we will see or 
even work with Max uh, because you're going to do incredible work in, in what capacity and where? Uh, I will be working at Secret Walls in uh, L.A. They're, uh, Harvard Heights is the neighborhood. It's kind of in the intersection of like uh, mid-city, Koreatown, Pico Union, not far from downtown. Um, and I will be an event producer for them. Yeah. And this all, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit, but this all spurred off of a relationship that, that you made and uh, working with you has, has put me in this position to, to get to work with them and throw some great events and have some fun with it. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know this is going to be just us exchanging really lovely pe- pleasantries. <laughs> um, it's, more, it's mostly because uh, the, we were down the street one time at the Walgreens getting snacks for, for the corner store, and the woman behind the counter asked uh, if Max was my son. And I think we've gotten that now. I, I feel like we've gotten that a number of times. And so, you know, I, I look out for, for my own. <laughs> For my son. <laughs> For my son. Um, but yeah, all right, Max. Let's go back though. Uh, you you are you are not from Chicago, but you've been here for a number of years. Um, and and I want to talk about all the work you've done here. But but uh, to bring us to here, yeah. What, what was it like growing up in the in the valley? In the valley. Yeah. 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 West Valley too. So like deep deep valley, like the part of the valley. Like if you're from like North Hollywood or Studio City, and you say you're from LA. Maybe there's a few people that are, like, from the... Because that's, like, L.A. city lines. That's, like, where the city lines end. Maybe there's a few people from L.A. that are, like, yo, like, okay. Not really, but okay. If I ever said I was from L.A., I would... You know, it's just as territorial, like, any big city, like Chicago. You know, like, no one from Schaumburg is from Chicago. Chicago, You know, you got to treat them if they're going to say something like that. Uh, But, yeah, West, West Valley. West Valley is where I grew up. Like, I lived in west hills um so i was basically till i came here and the valley it you know the only thing i really know of the valley is the movie clueless is that um is that you in know the val- i don't know i've oh, never seen the, that movie no um, i've never seen the movie i'm lacking okay. no I've well heard, i I've am and everything. i'm old so it's yeah it, you know yeah but uh the valley is uh the porn capital of the world Congrats. Um, like literally the neighborhood next to where I grew up, you know, like going to the homie's house there, you know, you just see people walking into a house that has like all glass and like no furniture. Yeah. Just, you knew what right. it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, what, <laughs> um, I, I had a, I had a good friend whose parents were in the porn industry in the Valley and, uh, to be. yeah. And they made, I mean, they, I don't, they were not in, uh, in front of the camera. They were behind the camera and producing and, um, you know, just could, could afford to live well in the area in part because of that industry you know i feel yeah it's uh it's interesting other than that though like the valley is not uh known for anything that la is not known for if you want to get some pretty good weed and sushi you know we got that other than that you know you go putt putt watch a movie any other suburban location yeah it sounds like an idyllic life in some ways right not that's not, not too bad uh <laughs> coming up your 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 folks uh who i've met um, what do what what did they do? What do they do? Uh, yeah, they still you know both active actively working. Um, my mom has done a few different things, but right now she works in uh, financial crisis management, um, which is super interesting, um, but not anything that either of us would have the capacity to 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 do or know anything about. Uh, also, my dad is. Uh, my dad actually worked for AIG when I was growing up. In 2008, um, 
as a part of everything that was going on. AIG tanked and maybe, I don't know, hundreds of companies that were under them um, sunk, like the decrease like if they went down to like a fourth of the size that they were um, my dad was one of the last people that they held on to for the job that he was in um, but eventually you know that m- small company within AIG went under and he started his own business doing construction photo documentation and this dude this dude's a, he's a super hard worker he's, he's smart um He's mad I didn't exactly pick up everything about his work ethic, but if I have any work ethic, that's where it's from. But rather than, like, people walking a construction site, like when they're making the grid, taking a photo every two steps and then stitching all these photos together, he's just like, what are y'all doing? Like, he got a drone, the high-definition camera, just went above it and took a photo and saved them, like, a day of work, basically. Um, But he does, like, construction inspection type stuff, uh, he recently worked on a project. He does a lot of low-income housing kind of stuff. He recently opened up a, a super large project for um, homeless residents in L.A. And um, one of my favorite stories about that is they wouldn't let him open it up until the mayor could get there to take a photo and do. So there's like homeless people living on the streets of L.A. for like two weeks just because dude couldn't come get there to wow take a photo. Yeah. Um, but neither of my parents do anything creative or anything I would uh, follow in footsteps of. But your uncle is a producer, promoter, is kind of in a similar world yes. that you've now been in. Yes, my uncle Mitch, um, probably one of the biggest influences on my life, just not only as far as work, but just as far as like how to act as a person. Um, super amazing, amazing human. Uh, he does event planning and he has done you know super bowl halftime shows africa mtv awards uh he's living in hermosa beach and we were walking on the strand which is like the boardwalk there just walking on the beach along along the boardwalk and and wee man skates by and before my uncle even says anything my wee man's like yo what's good mitch how you doing and my uncle's like what's good wee man what's, what's going on <laughs> and i'm like 14 years old being like my uncle's like the coolest dude, dude in yeah, the world yeah. yeah um but he, he's done some amazing events you know he, he did like a sustainable arts festival in tulum recently um a lot of exciting things coming up he's at every olympic stone events just a lot of admirable admirable things yeah that's incredible so so coming up then as a young person uh and, and i should have said this up top but you are also uh, a visual artist and um when did you start to kind of veer away from going into perhaps what your parents were involved in and and i guess what kind of kid were you i know you played some sport right so- soccer player yeah um but but yeah i guess what what kind of kid were you and when when did art begin to kind of make a an impact or imprint in, in your life it really wasn't until i was like a sophomore or junior in high school that i really had any interest in visual art um I mean, definitely, obviously, you know, if something's beautiful, you're not gonna, you're not gonna argue with it. Um, but I, I played a lot of sports. You know, I pretty much played every sport I could. The only sport I genuinely don't like is baseball. But I played everything else. I played soccer most of my life. Um, I was also the type of kid that my sophomore year, at the end of my sophomore year, I quit both club soccer. I played for a gold team in the, which is not amazing, but it means that you're on a pretty 
pretty solid yeah, competitive play. team yeah. traveling around Southern California for soccer and whatnot. Uh, I quit club and high school soccer. In junior year, I about smoked weed every day of... You quit then, to, yeah. to just smoke weed. Yeah, You're like, I got a retirement plan. Senior year, I was like, yo, like, I, I've... Solid plan. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. I thought so at the time. <laughs> I mean, listen, when you're a junior in high school, kind of don't... like, why am I running around sweating? When right. I when, I, when there's weed. Yeah, I will say, though, best grades I got in high school. It, junior year? Yeah. Wow. While I was smoking. Um, and then senior year, I was like, I, I just turned into, like, a lazy ass you know wanted to stay active stay in shape so i just literally joined the soccer team for the fuck of it and played my senior year um which was which was fun but the only reason i played soccer in high school and the reason i got back into club for the second time when i was in high school was because it was between being the captain of the soccer team at my high school or playing five minutes a game on the freshman team of the basketball team (laughs) yeah so I ended up choosing soccer, but if there's a sport I could choose, it's basketball. I'm not uh, I'm not great, but I could be a solid role player on your team. I'm always the last person to get picked up on the court, and I'm like that sleeper pick. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But you, yeah, you kind of you kind of make the team uh, impactful. You keep that bench nice and warm. <laughs> that, no, that would that would be actual high school. I mean, luckily, if you're on pickup in the gym, there's right, not run. a literal bench. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But Mercedes would, hoops too, you know that, right? I didn't know that. It's facts, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> Why haven't we all hooped before? I, well, before you leave, I we, we have to confirm nor deny this statement. No, I know t- you hoop. I know we've had this conversation. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin had to ask Toaster, our coworker at YCA, amazing dude, because uh, I went and played with him in Femdal one time. Mm-hmm. Kevin had to ask him if I was nice. <laughs> you were nice. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, we still have not played. And ke- this man, it's you know, if, I think if the listeners... He's, what happened? He's he avoiding. avoiding it. He's, he's avoiding it. All the time. <laughs> For sure. I'm avoiding it. If people on the po- people listening right now don't know, uh, Kevin played for a year, right? Just one year overseas mm-hmm. in Wales, you know? Which, as you'll say, is not the best... Was no, not it, the best league Particularly the in 95. It was not... Uh, 94, 95 was but not, you was did not it. the best year. Not the best location for international basketball, but this man was nice enough to travel with hoops and get some experience that way. I think it, and, you know, uh, maybe he's avoiding like a father son scrimmage. Like that might be too much. That's why my dad doesn't play me in ping pong anymore. He just doesn't, he just doesn't want it. He just doesn't want <laughs> really it. Because you're better or because. Oh, well, I'm way better. Oh, well, that's not what I'm worried about. Anyway, the point is we, we should play before you, uh, before right, you yeah, get I'm out ready. of here. We should, we should play before you leave. It doesn't even, we don't have to play competitive. We could just play. You know what I mean? Nah. <laughs> Max, like, I, listen, before I leave, I'm going to take all of this, these last few years of shit out on the court. Please. Um, well, I look forward to that and um, for you to have your feelings hurt. But Max, uh, so you, yeah, you were an athlete and then, and then, it, yeah, how did, how did art then begin to get in your space? It was, well, I guess it was when was, you were a stoner. Uh, yeah, yeah, essentially. I mean, like not a, a direct correlation, but timing was, And sometimes, I mean, it, but honestly, sense. sometimes you'd like, you, it, it can help the way you see things and maybe alter the way you th- see things. Yeah, right? and I was also spending less time on the soccer field and more time, like, really, you know, figuring out what I was interested in. But I was always, me and my brother were always super interested in um, in film and, and animation. And um, part of me still does, and a large part of me then wanted to write for 
uh, film, but specifically animation. And to to say briefly, I was in the film film school within my high school, and we had a program that intertwined your English class, your broadcasting class, your history class, you know, all the curriculum flowed together. It was a great program. We had a senior capstone project, which my concept was picked for this out of everyone in the class. The concept I pitched was picked, and they, the people that were assigned to be the director and producer picked one of my best friends at the time, still a very good friend of mine, to be the, the lead writer. Anyway, we had a team, he was the lead writer, the concept kind of changed, we turned in a rough draft, and the teacher was like, yo, this is not the concept that it was originally, and Max, you're off the writing team. And it was just a really bad experience in film, yeah. and uh, with like creative control and with that kind of stuff, so that is why I ended up going to school for hospitality, rather than film. Damn, really? Because your teacher was a dick? Yep. That's fucked up, I'm sorry, man. Hey, I'm not because I am grateful to be where I am, and I'm grateful to have done the things I've done. And true, true, hospitality true, true, true. is like the whole lesson plan is just smile and don't be a dick. Nice, I can do that. <laughs> you do that really well. I mean, that's part of the reason why I think you are or have been and, and will continue to be very successful in these various fields. So you 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 came to DePaul to go to hospitality school. Yes. Okay. So DePaul has uh, hospitality in the business school. Uh, it's one of the newer programs, so like classes were small as hell, and you're in a place like Chicago. It's amazing hospitality, so it's just a great place to be. And they have a concentration in event planning. Excuse me. And uh, there's probably, I don't know, less than, at the, at the time, probably less than five, probably now less than ten schools in the country that have hospitality in the business school, so I get the business background and have an event planning concentration. Um, this is very rare. So it's perfect in being in a place like Chicago. So why did you go into that realm? What was it about hospitality from, you know, getting kicked off this writing team? I think a lot of it was, uh, the influence of my uncle. Um, not that he was like, yo, go do this. I just saw him doing amazing things and getting to work with amazing people. And as someone that, um, is a creative but not necessarily that visual artist or musician or like that's not um first and foremost in what my skill set and my skill set is or whatever um but event planning gives you the chance to work with amazing creatives and get to know them and, and build relationships um that you can't really do that that much in in other industries or in other you know avenues of, of industry so basically i went with the event planning route one because my uncle two because it gave me a chance to work with amazing visual artists amazing musicians all types of creatives i could get involved with without being that specific creative and you started to do that uh, pretty quickly into your tenure in in the city you started to get out as a uh, producer event planner bringing in different kinds of artists into a variety of different spaces how, how did you first start to integrate yourself into the chicago music scene which is how i came to to know you uh I, for, I mean when i was like a freshman i was working like hospitality one which is like you know put on a black shirt and like cater an event type shit. and then uh shift gig which i worked the gate at like street festivals and and all that and i was still doing that through my sophomore year um but my sophomore year of college i 
landed a huge, huge, massive apartment, um, something like a huge warehouse kind of space, something that there are so many of in Chicago, but there continues to be less of because of things that you're very knowledgeable about, like gentrification. And this was in, in your neighborhood in Wicker Park, um, right across the street from Antique Taco, like two doors down from Cheesy's and Harold's right there. Um, just north of, of Paulina in on Milwaukee. Yeah, this is a uh, classic Chicago long, long giant time. apartment. It was you... about 4,000 square feet. Uh, rooms were half of it, and the other half was just Yeah, one. this place was fucking yeah, I wish, giant. I wish I knew you then, because I wish you could see this spot. I have it 3D scanned. I'll send you the link. What? Because <laughs> we have murals over... Yeah, it, it was just like, you can't like forget about this kind of Of course things. not, but I love yeah. that you... Already had the knowledge of a 3D scan to make sure you document. Oh yeah, this. yeah. yeah. I, had, I had the guy. He's like he's he's killing it, and uh, now he does like billionaires like condos in Chicago mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but he hooked me up and, and did a scan, which is amazing. But yeah, this this spot was uh, had about a 2,000 square foot room, which was just a kitchen and just like a giant open space. And ended up linking with, um, through friends of friends, through college and whatnot, ended up linking with Jaw, who is fresh and squeak of Pivot Gang's younger brother. Yeah. And Jaw brought in Lil Jake, who does artist management and is part of the Lyrical Lemonade crew, um, has been doing a lot of stuff and is a hilarious and wild motherfucker, but is actually just very on top of his shit and I... He's, he's super good to work with. He's, he's a good dude. Um, but ended up, so it ended up being us three, and then my roommate Jake was doing the sound for us, but we started this thing out of the apartment called Chicago Sleepers that was also a podcast, um, but also we were throwing events in the space. And um, I would have, like, artists showing work, um, m- live mural going up, like, every event. We had people, like, um, actually, like, I think this was his last performance, to my knowledge. We had Saba, Mello, and John Walt perform. And John Walt passed away less than a week later. Um, so to my knowledge, that was his last show right. uh, in Chicago. Um, long live John Walt. Everything they do at that organization is amazing. And I love Pivot forever. Yeah, um, We had people like Femdot perform, Kari, um, a, lot, a lot of great people. We were interviewing all these same people um and then also people that skewed more towards like very stereotypical soundcloud rap at that time uh as part of an interview we had the first ever to my knowledge first ever auto-tuned freestyle it's just shit like that is hilarious um ron so cold this is is his name he's a funny dude it's a great name yeah he's hilarious but that was how I started getting involved with the artistic community in Chicago, whether it's visual art, having these people come in for murals, uh, or to show work at the show, or to interview people. And as you know, uh, I got an email, and was we were all so stoked that we had gotten the recognition that someone that we fucked with so much, and we're kind of hesitant to ask, was like interested because you were going on you're on a publicity tour yeah um but we got to interview kevin Koval on chicago sleepers 
and that's how I met the man I'm talking to right now. Yeah, no, that was, was fun. Yeah, that was that was fun. And and what I loved about coming into their apartment is that it, you could tell it was a it, it was a DIY space that reminded me of being a kid in that neighborhood. Yeah. And it was not you all. You, you had all these visual artists all over the wall. The space was a mess. Um, and but you could tell, like also, like you know, lived in and and loved in in, in that way. Like people, they they that crew, y'all's crew. You know, I you know was taking care of one another and kind of you know just had this collective vision of like, yo, we're gonna do this thing. And I just really loved that idea and the spirit of it and and, and the hustle behind it and and yeah I, I was really excited to be on that show it was it was a lot of fun and we were super grateful grateful to have you um again like everything was mostly soundcloud kind of skewed but we got to interview dope people that weren't necessarily musicians like we had joe fresh goods we had yourself we had like ali six like visual artists and whatnot um and then also two of my roommates the two that weren't involved with chicago sleepers were throwing house shows and we had people like we had like um a bunch of people that are attached to a bunch of like gramophone stuff and like amazing house producers and, and djs in chicago we also had this dude by the name of uh shifted that is a resident dj at bergheim which is one of the biggest clubs in berlin which is the house music capital of the world, like play at my apartment. And as, as like a 19-year-old kid from L.A. that didn't know anything about house music and just like kind of realizing the scale of what, what that was and the variety of shit that we were able to have in that space uh, was just super cool and not entirely close to the whole reason, but a lot of reason why I met started to meet people in Chicago and why I love Chicago so much. And just quick side tangent, got to shout out the Uprise guys. They live below. It was the Upri- Uprise crib. They were in that spot for maybe about 22 years, I think, before the whole building got kicked out and they renovated the spot and our two apartments turned into eight apartments and all listed for like the same rent we were paying for four times the size of, of what they are, you know, what Wicker Park is right now. Um, but Uprise guys are, are great. They're all cool as hell. Uh, amazing skaters and just good dudes. And I've had a lasting impression on the city. So you gotta, I was just lucky to be in there for 10 months. They were there for 22 years. So you, I gotta, I gotta make sure they got some love on this. Yeah, no doubt. Um, one of the things, uh, you know, then coming to know you a little bit is that you have uh, a deep appreciation for the art scene broadly, the visual art scene specifically, and uh, do a lot of work in terms of kind of digging in, knowing who is making what, and and you keep you know really thorough tabs, almost like a you know like a researcher, and and you know you go out a lot, you run around and see shit, uh, but you you seem to be like really honed in to a, a kind of pulse of what's of what's happening in the city. Uh, what do you like so much about about the arts being made in Chicago right now? That's a that's a great that's a great question. It probably has many answers, but uh, part of it was you know I'm from suburban LA, and being able to um, be in a city as beautiful as Chicago and that has the creative scene that Chicago has and just having access to more of those, more of those things and access to meeting more people. And that's something that like, I'm sure people in Chicago realize, but people elsewhere don't necessarily realize the identity that Chicago takes within that community because it's not only more accessible 
Um, but people, because people are more friendly, you're in the Midwest, uh, people are more down to earth, but there's just as much as a beautiful scene and amazing, incredible artists coming out of the city as any other city. You know, obviously your LA's and New York's are super oversaturated, but Chicago has, uh, is a huge city, but in a sense has like more of a smaller town feel compared to the size of the city when you're thinking about like creative communities like you know the music the music uh music community music scene industry the art community like those types of things uh people are more down to to support each other and people are more down to actually have a conversation with you if i'm just a 19 year old kid coming to your solo show at a big gallery like it's actually accessible like i can actually be like what's good scent rock like like yo like and he'll like sit down and be like yo just thank you for coming like i appreciate your support as a fan and and what's good talk to you like a fucking human you know which is not necessarily what you'll get where i'm from even though i had like i said the more suburban experience um that is one of the great things about chicago it's the best the proximity to Mm -hmm. people who you admire or fuck with uh are inspired by you know, yeah. you can just kind of go up to them. Yeah. I, I got to say, no. like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm saying good. Oh, I was saying, um, that's exactly how I met Set Rock, too. I just, like, walked up to him at a show, at a solo mm-hmm. show. I was like, hey. He's the dude. He's the sweetest person. <laughs> but yeah, I think we all have, like, this grit that we all appreciate in each other. And so it's like you're able to walk up to one another and just make those exchanges. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. A lot of it's the, the size of the city and a lot of it's the type of people that the city breeds. Um, which and and there's just so much talent on top of both of those things um, that makes it a lot of fun to to be a part of and a lot uh, a lot easier to want to go out and network and be at every show you can be at you know it makes it nice. Did you guys meet because of Mercedes show at YCA? Or did you guys meet prior to that? That's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met. I'm like slightly surprised that we didn't like yeah. meet before. I'm sure we've been in the same room at times, um, but you introduced us when she did a show at YCA, mm-hmm. and she's been nothing but a beautiful human and a good Aww. friend since then. <laughs> I love this person very much. Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be close with you. Aww, thanks. <laughs> well, Likewise, both of you guys do a just a really good and important service of putting others on to what's going on in the city. And I, you know, I guess I, I'm wondering where that comes from for you. Like, you know, just that where you're, you're, you're really, you know, um, promoting never yourself. Uh, and always, I like photos of myself. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. We're going to force them on you sometimes. I'm like, here, look at this really cute photo of you. Please post it. <laughs> you know, we, one thing we, we do need because we're, you know, we're going to uh, get Max uh, to be on The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, we, we do need some good photos. And uh, this this also will be what we send to them so we could get they'll yeah. get a sense of Max's personality and how kind and sweet <laughs> and amazing he would be to forever change the course of reality television. Um, so what we they need, honestly. They really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I guess a moral I, shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's shocking that someone has morals. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's the shock. <laughs> exactly. um, but yeah, I guess I, I guess where where does that come from? Like you're you're you know you you're a lot of things and you are also a cheerleader of people that you like and love and 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 where does that come from? 
I think there's, there's kind of two ways I can answer that. One makes me sound like a dick, but it's, it's just true. Just, just in general, people just aren't that smart, and I don't <laughs> think they're looking at the right things. And I am lucky enough to feel like I have an eye for – I have some decent taste. So if I can put someone on to someone like, again, Sent Rock or David, who we just had in the building, like if I can put them on the right path and get them looking at the right things, it makes me happy to do that. And two, like, my dad and my grandma, um, my dad and his mom are the type of people that will, like, have a full-on five, ten-minute conversation with the person at the drive-thru in McDonald's, you know? They're just, like, happy to to communicate. Don't, doesn't matter who they're talking to. It's more about them than than me. I'm not saying I'm not selfish sometimes, but... Um, it's just a way of looking at the world. And if I could apply that to my interests in the art community, if I'd be like, yo, it's, tell me about you. And, and then on, in the other sense, what I was just saying, like feed that to people that I don't think are looking at the right things. It, that makes me happy. Yeah. I, I would say Max is a very selfless dude, right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Like one of the most selfless <laughs> yeah, I, dudes. I saw him that promote I himself once and it was like within a, and a, a post of supporting the other people there. It's like right, yeah, yeah the, like the, the yeah the one. Th- I, it's there's two things I've seen him. It's one. It was a group show that he was a part of. Yeah, right? and so then he, the drawing, and then the drawing, which is about other people, right. really. Right? Yeah. It's like it's like please like, come to this thing that I have planned for you for you to make your shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very well, it's part of the reason why mind. I think he's been so successful. Uh, just you know, and such a pleasure to work with per- personally yeah. is that he really makes it about. Um, about about facilitating the space for many to come and experience a you know a good vibe in and you know w- whether it's here in the corner store Max also books uh, the the event we do monthly at Chicago Next I mean anything that I do that is with other people he's you know usually the one kind of setting the table for other people to come and so yeah no it's it's a it's a real thing and a real skill and you know i don't know how much you learned it in hospitality school or from your parents or both but it's yeah it's a real talent is uh i think i mean i learned a lot in hospitality school but really like i said like these the things that you learn are things that are learned better from experience and also um wouldn't have been as applicable to my life as they are without having the influences I did. Um, but that being said, you said I set the table. You're the motherfucker that sets the table. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you are also like that person. Like every single time we have someone, like one out of two p- times we have someone on the podcast, the initial reaction, the, their first words on the podcast are like, wow, that was a great intro. You just did. Thank you. I've never gotten that before. Like, and it's not that they don't know that about themselves or they've never uh, been introduced in a setting like this, but it's just you're that motherfucker that sets the table, that motherfucker that puts on other people, sets the platforms too, and is that articulate to make it sound super pretty. Um, yeah, I wonder why the other half's not saying that. But listen, that's not you know, you know no, 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 not oh. you. No, I'm saying the other half. You said one out of two. I'm, I'm, now I'm now I'm batting 500, and I feel the type of way. Isn't but it good for baseball, it's great for baseball. But I don't even fuck with baseball. I'm no, yeah, sure your hall, hall of Fame numbers for baseball. That's good. That's true. Percent, yeah, you're still you're still like, that's great. Okay, all right. I would all right. Like to, hall of Fame say numbers. That, like having met Matt, Max in the setting of like 
working in a gallery show and that was how I met you. I didn't meet you like between friends or through Kevin at an event. It was just like, hello, this is what we're going to do now. I think that as a complete stranger to my life, you really provided a generous kindness and you cared about my work as much as I did. And that's not something I've ever experienced before. Wherever I had shown artwork before, they're like, here's your wall. Good luck. Whereas Max is like, is it not perfect? Because if it's not perfect, it's not going to go up. Like, I'm going to mm. change it for you. And that's when I knew, like, how much I could trust you. Like, I could trust you with my art, but I can also trust you as a person and as a friend. And I think that you show that amount of, like, consciousness towards everybody. And, like, that story about yeah. your grandma that you just shared, like, giving someone, like, 100%, even though they're a voice box at a <laughs> drive-in, like, you do that to everyone you meet. And I think that's something that's just such a genuine fact about you. I, it's I, really endearing. I try to, for sure. And mm -hmm. you saying that means so much. <laughs> and I, I got to say, like, when I saw how genuine Kevin was about yourself when introducing us, it was... It was easy. I mean, obviously, um, it took the first impression to get that full, mm -hmm. genuine out of me. But it was just knowing you and and seeing your work and getting a great intros. Just it, was, it made it thoughtless, you know. Love all. We all around. love each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough for that. Okay, all right. Yeah, relax. Relax. that's for that. Relax, <laughs> just trying to. Um, so, so listen, so, I mean, all of these are, are part of the reasons why, you know, you're going on to do this work with Secret Walls, which is a relationship we've had over a few years and you've been working with them. Um, I guess, I guess what are the things, you know, tell us, I guess first, tell us a little more about Secret Walls. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, Secret Walls, as you know, and if anyone does not know, uh, is the largest, uh, visual art battle in the world. Um, they've done over 100 cities, 50 different countries, uh, 50 plus different countries, and it's typically physical, uh, large white walls, all black paint. Um, they've done anything from one-on-one -on -one tournaments to like five-on-five-plus uh, battles. Um, and it's really just a great experience to be a part of or be an attendee of an event. Um, it's just so much fun to to check out, and it's really it's an it's an art party, and they do such a good job of networking and branding themselves to to be that that it is just so obvious. It makes sense why they are can literally say they're the largest in the world at what they do. Um, very grateful to be a part of that. Um, for those who don't know how this relationship came about, was from Kevin doing one of the million things that he does is consult from time to time with, with Apple programming. And he's like, you know, it'd be amazing bringing secret walls in to do a digital battle at our Apple store here in Chicago, which we're looking at across the street. Um, shout out to, to, uh, Nora and Kate. Yeah. They've always been amazing. Um, but yeah, so we, we did their first digital battle ever in Chicago um, that was a great experience and Apple loved it. So we started to do those more. We have the artist drawing on the iPads and it's projected onto the big screen they have there. Um, Kevin and myself curate, you know, the performers from musician, poet, dancers. Um, typically Kevin will host. We have one on March 28th in LA at the Santa Monica store to help close out women's month. 
Obviously, Kevin is not the host of that, um, but we have a great, great lineup. Uh, Nina Palomba is is the host, oh, great. who has been a part of many, many Secret Walls battles, but she's that type of personality that well, like she's going to kill it as as the host. Um, but yeah, it's... And the, yeah, these events are, I, I think of them as happenings, you know, like community happenings where art is the backdrop and the reason why people are coming but it is a party it's 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 i mean it's it's a way to engage a community and com- different communities uh what are some of the, the 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 things you're excited to you know not only return home for but also to to build with and make with secret walls well as far as home um it'd be really nice to be closer with my brother i mean we talk all the time but like actually be in proximity that we have to facetime every other day um that's really really close yeah yeah yeah. he's an incredible incredible visual artist and he is not like the business person and not to say i'm all business but uh i think my knowledge and experience will be helpful for him to to grow his career and he's just so incredibly talented that i'm and my brother, I love him, man. That like I'm excited to be a part of that. Um, also, I have uh, no boys. Uh, one boy in in Miami, actually, um, three year old Armani, um, my aunt's kid. But the rest of the family, most of my family's in Southern California. Uh, my uncle, who I was talking about earlier, he has a three year old, or I think she just turned three. I should fucking know this um but she's amazing her name's lumina uh she's beautiful she has down syndrome and she is like the fucking light of the room no matter where she is everyone's like it will forget what the fuck they're talking about and just by looking at like she is incredible um i'm excited to be with her more like i'm gonna like try to learn like i haven't even told my uncle this but like since she speaks two languages bilingual she obviously is learning english she's very young, um, you know, learning as she goes, but she also knows some sign language. And I'm, like, going to, like, learn. So I've, I've, like, put in my head, I'm, like, I'm going to, like, be with her once a week, like, and try to learn sign language with her, which I'm super excited about. Just being, whether I actually. <laughs> See, this is this is why, the, I, this is why The Bachelor needs. I'm just crying in the corner. It's fine. <laughs> right? Whether I actually. Max is going to melt America's heart. He already melted ours. Right? Fine. <laughs> Whether I actually, like, uh, learn how to talk in sign language functionally. Yeah. I, I know how to say daydream and bullshit in sign language, so if you want to learn those poetic. things. There you go. Yeah. That's more than me. Okay. That's more than me. Um, daydream. Oh, oh, this is, makes good radio. Are you signing? Yeah, it makes good. I'm signing. <laughs> and then this is this is bullshit, which is... Nice. I'm going to teach her that. Don't... Yeah, maybe wait a few years. <laughs> She's three. Maybe, yeah, maybe give her to like five. Five. Yeah. Tops. Yeah, yeah. Any older. Maybe start with <laughs> I love you. Maybe. maybe oh, start okay. There. All right. Fair. Yeah. It's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. Um, but also my cousin, um, who was the reason, before my grandma passed, she used to like send us condoms because my cousin had a kid at 20 mm. while he's in college. And Your grandma used to send you condoms. Yes. That's real. Yeah. Wow. Shout out grandma. Yeah. yeah. But my cousin... Uh, who was very lucky to have the support that he did, but is literally one of the smartest people I've had the privilege to met, let alone meet, let alone be my cousin. Um, he 
had a kid at 20 years old in college, is now a surgeon at UCLA. This is incredibly smart. Um, I definitely don't have it that gene in me, but he has uh, a nine-year-old, his wife that they just got married um, two months ago, three months ago, at the beginning of January, uh, has an 11-year-old, and together they have a three-year-old. Um, so like Lumina and Charlie, who's the the three year old girl that my cousin has, and all these all these are all these are girls. Um, but Charlie and Lumina, I've been in Chicago their entire life, and I'm excited for them to actually get to know me a little more. Yeah, you know, um, like Lumina, like when I walk in the room, like she knows what's good, oh. but I feel like that's like she's she's special. Like this, there's like something. Uh, in her head that like like was telling her that like yo this is like i know this is my blood um but point being like i'm excited for them to really actually know me because that dude that's the doctor now was the coolest fucking cousin to me while i was growing up so it's just not even it's not right if i don't do that for his kids you know yeah yeah that's beautiful man They're, they're good people yeah, Max. All right, man. We love you. Yeah, we okay. love you. Okay. <laughs> um, well, look, uh, man, it, it is, um, yeah, it's, we're, you're, you're I know we're going to still work together. I know that. But sure. just in this space, you will be missed, you know? And, I will uh, miss it for sure. And uh, it just, you know, it'll be, we'll continue. We'll continue to persevere. And, uh, you know, but we're going to have to somehow manage to get the snacks on our own. <laughs> Um, be the trial part. and error. Yeah, exactly. Be the part. I know, but we're and, gonna fu- yeah. we're gonna fuck up. You know, what I mean, give peanuts you know, to people with people with call peanut me. allergies. I'll Where? consult. I'll consult. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do you know where I can find this person's garbage? Uh, <laughs> Max, listen, we have such and such today, <laughs> and um, I don't know, man. I'm really torn here. Uh, yeah, man. It, it's I know I know it's not you know goodbye, but but uh, you know we you you've been such an important part of of not only this show but just my life for the last few years and uh, yeah man we we are uh, we love you and uh, we will definitely miss you where where can people uh, stay in tune with all of your uh, comings and goings on on uh, socials before I even give them that <laughs> okay. I, I gotta say one more thing yeah this everyone in the room is beautiful I love Mercedes to death and Carla has been a good homie. But this man, Kevin, that I'm looking at right oh, now, boy. and oh he's, he knew I was going to do this shit. Honestly, ask yourself, you think after a few drinks I wasn't going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm so emotional. laughs> but but this man has, has been such a beautiful source of really getting to know Chicago as what it, it truly is and the beautiful people that are in this city. But to be a kid from suburban L.A. and getting to see uh Chicago through the lens of YCA has just been such a beautiful experience and I know I, I haven't at every moment been on top of my shit but I've gotten a chance to work with a lot of incredible people that are doing things I like I have never even been and to this day I'm not like an avid reader you know I'm a read a fucking article or watch like a TED talk or something I'm not I've I can't tell you the last novel I read this man is a. I never thought I would work with and and for a poet, and uh, it's just been it's just been incredible. A world that I was not familiar with, and got to know through Chicago and and young Chicago authors, and 
it's it's just been a blessing to to work with you and learn from you well i i feel the same way man and i appreciate you and appreciate that and yeah again you know this is not the end and um for sure yeah so uh yeah so now give out your fucking socials. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram. That's really all. I, I don't have a Twitter or anything like that. I know. I've been trying uh, to get him on Twitter for the last few <laughs> years to no avail. Instagram is insufficient funds uh, with one F in insufficient. Um, I don't know why that's my... <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was, I thought it was funny at, at the moment. Um, it, and, and, and now you're kind of I mean that's the that's the funny thing about about social is that sometimes people then just become known by their name by their social names their their ats right and so I think I've heard people be like oh yeah shit that's insufficient and no, no one really knows my like last name either right so, well not like, even yeah Max is snack door in the exactly. corner store Max is snack door Max okay, insufficient funds um, yeah yeah I'm, I'm not super active on Instagram but if you want to Check it out. You'll see uh, the next couple of weeks. Oh, no, this, the timing's not right for me to say that. I was about to say if they follow me now, they could see, like, a few more weeks of Instagram stories of Kevin Koval. <laughs> but now, but now, yeah, they'll get to they'll get to uh, see your transition to L.A. and to Secret Walls. And shout out to Secret Walls, homies. Um, yeah, man, it is, it's been a... Uh, it's been it's been a good run and um yeah we're just grateful grateful for all the shit that you do and uh very much very much appreciate you grateful for you man thanks for having me all right shout out our super producer dj cashera big up boss man todd manley thank you to our official corner store photog mercedes zapata salutes to the snack door max also, please, y'all, follow our Instagram. It's corner underscore pod on IG, on Twitter. Tell us who you want to see in the corner store. And also, please consider dropping a couple of dollars into our Patreon account. It's patreon.com corner store underscore pod. The corner store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.